Dalton in Cornelius, North Carolina, near Charlotte, wrote yesterday and inspired a journey that I took over the last 24 years, 24 hours rather, after listening to Tim Brando's passionate teardown of the modern college football playoff format. Inspired by Dalton's email, as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, I consulted with mystics, visionaries, Malcolm Gladwell, the works of Nostradamus, Confucius, and Jimmy Buffett, and I read works by representatives of each of the world's leading religions, contemplating whether four should grow to eight at some point in the near future. As much as I'll enjoy Oklahoma against Alabama, you can't really beat that. You could be a naysayer on this format of a college football playoff. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma quarterback against that Alabama defense, and Tua Tunga-Vailoa against that Oklahoma team? You're, you're talking about the guys who are going to finish first and second in the Heisman balloting as that is unveiled this Saturday night in New York City. You get them head-to-head. You complain about low-scoring grinders? Well, you're not going to get that when Alabama and Oklahoma play with those two talented quarterbacks, one or the other, on the field at all times. Notre Dame and Clemson offers at least a matchup of unbeaten teams. Will not have the TV numbers. We all know that. But Dalton's email inspired me. Like you, he writes, DG, I am mostly glad that we finally got any playoff in college football at all after decades of calling and begging for it. However, isn't this year another huge reminder that eight would be the perfect number for college football, just as 64, now 68, turned out to be the perfect number for college basketball long, long ago. Took college hoops a long time to find its magic number of 64, and then in parentheses, 68. They did stretch it a little bit beyond that beautiful 64. It's taken a century for college football to agree to just four teams in a bracket. You know, the way they determine middle school championships in Bangladesh in field hockey. We finally got around to figuring out a way to have a bracket, an elimination-style format at the highest level of college football. It just took 100 years. I agree with Dalton. I do not lose sleep over our current four-team format. I think the committee got it right. Do I think that eight will be better? I do. Do I think I know the circumstances under which those with philosophical, philosophical objections, including, remember, university presidents and chancellors who get the vote on this, 99% of what we talk about in sports is about players, coaches, sometimes athletic directors when it comes to coaching searches. It is less than 1% of the time that we end up talking about presidents and chancellors. Just remember, it is not the athletic director who may or may not have been a college athlete casting the final ballot on whether there is a four-team playoff or whether it should grow to eight. That is at the ivory tower university level with chancellors and presidents, many of whom don't know whether a football is blown or stuffed and would rather not think or talk about sports most of the time because they have 10 other things to do in their capacity as a university president or chancellor. I believe I know the circumstances that will get us from four to eight. And after consultation with mystics and visionaries, among the things I've learned, Darren, as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. T wants to talk about the old days in Reynolds Coliseum. Steve wants to jump in on the Panthers question of the day. I'm telling you, I did some research now over the last 24 hours, thanks to Dalton's email. You knew already, as we contemplate whether eight 
would be the perfect number for college football, just as most of us do believe in the 1980s, college basketball found its destiny. You are my destiny, right? Or as it was said in Back to the Future, you are my density. <laughs> Some college football fans believe that the four-team bracket is an example of you are my density, meaning you're too thick to do the right thing and get us to eight. My research disclosed, Darren, some things that you already knew. Spiders and other arachnids have eight legs. You knew that. Yeah. Octopi have eight arms slash tentacles. Tentacles, right. Did you know that adult humans, and this is where I started warming up to eight, adult humans have eight teeth in each quadrant of their mouth. Do you know what the eighth tooth is called, Darren? It is called the wisdom tooth. Ah. Did you know, Darren, that on the periodic table, you know you love when I get scientific on you. In the periodic table, do you know what eight is the atomic number four? It's oxygen. Ah, pretty per essential. Perhaps the number eight slash oxygen could pump some much-needed air into college football's postseason. <laughs> you can read all of Nostradamus and all of Confucius, and you may not discover anything better than that. Do the most powerful cars and trucks, Darren, do they have four cylinders? No, they do not. They have eight cylinders, just as a bigger, better version in a Tim Brando-led world would have eight teams in the college football playoff. When I say I consulted the world's leading religions, Darren, I am not exaggerating. Dalton's email from Cornelius inspired me to go places I had never been before. Did you know that in Hinduism, the number eight represents wealth slash abundance? Huh. Sign from the gods? Sign from the college football gods? I don't know. Did you know that in Judaism, Hanukkah lasts for how many days? Eight days. That celebration is how long? Eight days. It is eight days long indeed. Did you know that in China, the number eight is considered such a lucky number? I am not kidding about this. As it turns out, in some versions of the Chinese language, the word for the number eight sounds a lot like the word for wealth and prosperity. So, so long ago, eight became the lucky number in China and other parts of Asia. True story, I'm not making this up. Eight is such a perfect number as the Hindus tell us, as the Jewish people tell us, as the Chinese people are telling us through their version of this numerology. Did you know that when Beijing hosted the 2008 Summer Olympics, I kid you not, this is true. You could look it up. The opening ceremony started at 8 minutes and 8 seconds after 8 p.m. on August 8th of 2008. I am not kidding you. You can look it up. I would not exaggerate on something as important as the future of the college football postseason. When you rest an 8 on its side, Darren... Oh, no, did I go some mysterious places over the last 24 hours? <laughs> what happens when you rest the number eight on its side? It's the infinity it symbol, It becomes right? the symbol for infinity, indeed. Indeed it does, which means...
possibilities are endless for the future of college football's postseason. Have you ever played chess, Darren? Is, isn't that one of the ultimate mind-bending, mind-twisting, push your IQ beyond the sports world as far as it can be pushed? Do you know how many squares the chessboard has? One more sign from the gods as I see it. <laughs> The chessboard has 64 squares, young man, which means it's eight by eight. It has eight rows <laughs> and it has eight columns. More reminders from all of eternity, from the world's biggest religions, from the automotive industry, for crying out loud. Spiders and <laughs> octopi are also involved in the push to get from four to eight. Have you seen the movie? We use it. As a classic sports movie challenge every summer, don't we? The classic movie was called Eight Men Out. It was the baseball movie dramatizing the 1919 Black Sox scandal. I feel compelled, compelled, moved, if you will. Let's have another movie and let's call it Eight Teams In. That would be an even better offering to modern college football fans just as Eight Men Out satisfied so many old-timers who love their Major League Baseball. In the most common form of billiards, Darren, when do you get to the eight ball, young man? When do you get to the eight ball? In the most common form of that fantastic sport, usually accompanied by adult beverages, which in my eyes makes it one of the greatest sports underrated in the history of sports for sure. In the most common form of billiards, when do you get to the eight ball? It's last. It's the winning shot. It right? is indeed last. And when you get to the eight ball, <laughs> it's for the win. Another sign from the sports gods. That one not named Tim Brando or Tony Barnhart, but one more sign. In the most popular formula for an 18 playoff. And no, we're not getting it next year. Chance, as Timmy B said, the following year but it's coming it's just a matter of time and i'll tell you what forces of the universe whether or not nostradamus and confucius and malcolm gladwell are actually pushing those forces or not as the invisible hands of modern college football and its postseason format the most common proposal has five automatic bids for the Power Five conferences. It has two at-large teams most years, but remember, that's with an asterisk because when Notre Dame goes 12-0, they gobble up the Irish do. One of those would be at-large bids. And then you save because we like to be inclusive, Darren. We celebrate diversity here at the David Glenn Show. At the beginning of the year in college basketball, or even at the beginning of conference tournament weekend, it's March. March Madness is almost here. That beautiful 64-68 team bracket, which is small enough not to invite just anybody in a sport with more than 400 and 350 Division I schools, but yet big enough that what happens, you never, ever, ever leave out somebody that would have been good enough to make a run at the national title. Isn't that beautiful? And not just because 64 is 8 squared, as we look for one more sign from the numerical gods. How many teams would be playing playoff-type games if we had an eight-team format right now? Think about last weekend. 
rather than Washington, Utah being meaningless in Pac-12 country, they would have both known they were in a playoff. Not yet the final eight, remember, but while seeking the Pac-12 title, you're in. You're in the game. You win, you make the 18 bracket. There's a downside. I mean, what if Pitt upset Clemson and Utah upset Washington and Northwestern upset Ohio State? There's a downside. There are risks. But at least in this format, once you get to eight and beyond, everybody knows it's do or die. And in this format, it's actually sort of kind of bigger than eight, isn't it? Because if you have five automatic bids, all 10 of those teams know they're either playing for their lives or, in this year's case, they would have fallen into the pool of teams considered for what it would have been only one at-large bid with, again, Notre Dame perfect this year so far, gobbling up the other. UCF would have been playing in a meaningful game in the AAC title game. One more meaningful game. Why don't we want more meaningful games in November leading into December, right? All five Power Five title games would have mattered entirely because they are pre-playoff playoff games in that eight-team format that has been proposed most often. UCF would have mattered, and guess what? Fresno State would have played Boise State in the Mountain West Conference title game thinking, hey, if UCF somehow loses, our winner between Boise and Fresno might have been the best resume from the group of five. So you got to hope for help, but that's the case in most of these formats, right? It would make more games more interesting. Forget about every game matters. There is no format under which every game matters. You don't get to the eight ball until the end, but when you do, it's for the win. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Thank you to Dalton and Cornelius, North Carolina, for the inspiration. There was a TV show in the 1970s and the 1980s. It was called Eight is Enough. I even went back to my childhood, Darren. I contemplated my navel all the way to the point of when I was 8 to 10 years old. The TV show started an actor named Dick Van Patten. He was the father in the family with eight children. So eight is enough was the name of the show, meaning uh, we're not sure we can handle any more (laughs) than that without Dick Van Patten needing regular trips to the mental health professional, if you know what I'm saying. In the first year of that actual popular American TV show, way back when, eight is enough, the actor who played the wife, so it's at least a mom and dad, overseeing eight players, right? One more kid and you have an entire offense or defense for football purposes, right? Philip Rivers and his wife in that neighborhood as we speak. The actress who played the wife in Eight is Enough died. I don't mean the character died. I mean the woman died in real life. So now Dick Van Patten's the father of eight kids without a co-conspirator. They wrote into the script, of course he did. He met a lovely young woman who joined the family and helped him continue to raise those eight children. That was Eight eight is Enough, Darren, a TV show in the 1970s and 1980s. Let's change this script as we celebrate spiders, (laughs) octopi, Hinduism, Judaism, China, eight men out equals eight teams in, And the most powerful cars and trucks, like the most perfect playoff format of all, they have eight cylinders, don't they? 
Let us have our eight teams. <laughs> and we're back after this on The David Glenn Show.